Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am your host, Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy, and our guest today is Nicole Jansen. Nicole has been in business and empowering business leaders for over 30 years, strategic advisor, leadership coach. She has incredible experience, and we are going to learn from it. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's great to be here. Awesome. So uh, before we were we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about how you got into entrepreneurship in the first place, and it's a bit of a a family business for you. So tell us how you got started in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So my parents had an entrepreneurial spirit from early on and my dad owned garage businesses and uh, I'm originally from Canada. So SO franchises and then he had a uh, a Sunoco franchise. My mom helped him in the business. And and then when I was seven, they actually started a a direct sales business. So a home-based business. And my dad was always looking at different opportunities and and so forth, uh, side businesses. But he was, I mean, he was seven days a week in his garage business, but then also looking at other things that were going on and a bit of a trend center. And so, uh, yeah, so they got involved in direct sales. So when I was seven years old, I was I was uh, noticing there was a change in their schedule, you know, coming home and then all of a sudden like they're going out. I'm like, where, where are you going? And so uh, when they explained to me what they were doing, I was like, hey, how can I help? So I started really early on opening boxes and filling shelves and, you know, stocking shelves and all that kind of fun stuff. And, and, uh, got more and more involved as I got older, I got more involved in the back end of the business and the ordering and processing and all that stuff. So by the time I was 12, 13, 14 years old, and then when I was 16 years old, I started my own uh, business officially up until that point, I had done some things and sold jewelry at school and my, you know, grade six, seven and so forth. Um, but yeah, I started really young, uh, with that bug, to, uh, to be in business for myself. I didn't know exactly what kind of business I wanted. I just knew I wanted to be in business for myself. Yeah. It's interesting to, to conceptualize, you know, when it was out in the nineties, when, uh, when you were first getting into that. Yeah. Uh, 80s actually. 80s, okay. uh, well, so I'm, so I'm, uh, I'm going to be 50 at the end of this month. So that was 1979 when they got started in direct sales in the Amway business. And, uh, and I was 16 in 1988. So, okay. Yeah, because you know, we think now we think of that kind of thing. We think internet based, and and you're talking about them going out. Which of course, they had to go out. How else would you sell? And this was on the phone. And you can't. That's that's not really a thing. So yeah, you know, it's a whole like the the world has kind of evolved from when you need to sit down at someone's kitchen table to do business with them to now when you can sit down at a computer and and do business with them. Uh, so so now you know, flashing forward to today. So what do you do now, and what is your you know who do you help, and how do you help them? Yeah, so so I did that business for a number of years, and then we actually built a very successful eight-figure business in the early 90s, and I uh, thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, apparently, God had other plans because that was that uh, that business actually ended up falling apart, and so we uh, we had business about almost a dozen countries and a lot of people that we supported and so forth. But through a series of events, uh, as I said, that business fell apart. And I was left wondering, like, what the heck? What do I want to do now with the rest of my life? And that's where I sat down and really asked myself the question of, like, who am I? You know, what are my strengths? You know, what do I have to offer? Why am I here? 
what's my purpose in life? And that led me down the path of um, really understanding what worked well for me there and what like, were some of the skills that I used and some of the passion that I uh, had already exhibited in those in those years. And I realized I was very passionate about helping people to play to their strengths, to be the best version of them themselves. And so I started discover the edge in 2005. And I started off with helping people to understand themselves and others better. So they could build better relationships, more effective teams, understanding the disc model, human behavior, doing workshops and all that. And as I started doing that, because of course, every business is a people business. And, uh, you know, and I, I started out, like you just mentioned, there wasn't the, you know, the internet and all that. So I literally 16 years old was going door to door selling and, uh, and then quickly went on to the phone and then got to going to networking events. Cause I, I could meet a whole bunch of people and, and connect and build my network and so forth. And, and so I had all this experience, but in all of those things, what was, what was common was understanding people and people dynamics. And so I started teaching that. And then very quickly, as I was teaching that, uh, there were some people that came up to me and said, Hey, can you coach me? Can you work with my team? Can you do all, you know, and so that evolved into coaching. And then that uh, eventually evolved into business coaching, because it wasn't just about people, you know, it was the other things that I had, had learned over the years from building successful businesses. Um, And so, uh, so I started to teach that. And so that's what I do today is actually it's business coaching. It's kind of a hybrid of it's business coaching. People want results, Mm -hmm. but to, to, in order to get those results, the first thing is we got to, we got to start with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so there's the life coaching aspect of that, of really knowing who we are and what we bring to the table, how the bet we can bring the best version of ourselves to the table. And then how do we lead others? Well, in that. that that's huge yeah and, and you can fix your business all day long but if you don't fix the person running your business then well you won't fix your business that's yeah, the problem right? so, so it's like yes i i want my team to do this and i and i want my business results to be that but uh you know at the end of the day you're it and especially you know if you're talking to somebody who isn't uh, operating their business i mean it's one thing you know if you're a ceo of a multinational uh company but even then you know, leadership rises and falls, you know, mm-hmm. it, the success rises and falls on leadership. So it's very important. Uh, and that's a, a big problem in business nowadays is that most leaders and I would say entrepreneurs, but also even biz, business leaders at the highest levels don't actually know who they are mm-hmm. and they are uh, out of integrity with themselves mm. and their own purpose and their own passion. And so they, um, they're operating in such a way that doesn't create space for others to be able to uh, bring the best of them forward either, right? Because part of the part of the job of leader, uh, a leader, and and even as a at this as a small business, is to create value in the marketplace, to create opportunities for people mm-hmm. to bring their value to the marketplace. So you're you know you're somebody who loves to collaborate and and find ways that you can work together with people even in your same industry. It's like you know, when you realize that we all have strengths and talents and you, and the unique aspect of us and unique experience, we can bring that to the table mm-hmm. and complement each other. We can create space for everyone to succeed rather than doing, you know, the, the win lose playing that win lose game. Yep. Which is what that, that abundance minded entrepreneur thing is all about. So exactly. I that. And I want to go back to something you said earlier, talking about being, you know, I think it was being out of integrity with your, with your passion. Um, and, and I've, I've found both with myself and with other people, if you hear that phrase and your response is a, 
visceral negative, er, well, what's talking about woo-woo stuff. It usually means you are out of integrity with your passion. Um, so anyone who heard that and said, that's not for me, that is specifically for you. So for, for those people who may have heard that and had that that uh, gut reaction of, of either, don't you get woo-woo with me, or, okay, yeah, that might be me, but I don't know what to do about it. What do you do if you if you find you're not in that in integrity in that way? Well, first of all, you got to get to know who you are. And most people actually don't know who they are. And I work with a lot of even men who are very successful. And, you know, if you look at them and, they, and, and they're like strong personalities, the alpha male, if you will, you know, they're like, I got this. I've been in business for a long time. I'm mid fifties. I'm in early sixties. I know my, you know, I know my stuff. Even then it's amazing because I work with a lot of them and they actually don't know themselves very well. So you need to get to know yourself and, and then recognize where are you out of integrity with yourself? Where have you not given yourself permission to do the things that you really love to do? Where are you even out of integrity with yourself in terms of, um, in terms of even honoring your own agreements? How often do we say something to ourselves like, oh, I'm going to do that and then not do it? Mm. And the more we do it, it's like little cuts, little cuts until eventually we don't believe ourselves that we're going to do what we said we were going to do. How can we possibly believe anybody else? How can we possibly have confidence in ourselves and in others when we don't have confidence in ourselves? So getting to know yourself and, and part of that is being honest with yourself in terms of your strengths as well as your, your shortcomings and your weaknesses. So it's really important to sit down and say, like I ask myself those questions, like, who am I? What is my purpose? What do I have to offer? You know, what, are, what am I, what is my genius zone? Mm-hmm. And how often am I actually living and operating in that genius zone? You know, Dan Sullivan, the, the founder of Strategic Coach, you know, he talks about your unique ability. Most business people are actually spending 20%, if that, on the things that they're actually really great at and 80% of their time on all these other things mm-hmm. where it should be actually the op- other way around. And so most people I've experienced that with my own clients is that they're so busy performing and producing that they forgot why they were actually doing what they're doing <laughs> and they forgot, you know, uh, who they were maybe even doing it for, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm winning you know, one of my mentors has this saying about the certain personality types have are more inclined to this than others, that driven personality. But he says, he says, oh yeah, it's like you're, you're lost, but you're making good time. You know, uh-huh. like you're, you're winning, but what are you winning at? And how often do we see that somebody gets to a point in their life and then they look back and they go, how did I get here? You know, uh, I'm estranged from my family. I've ne- I haven't had time to spend time with my family. I'm estranged from myself. I don't even know who, what I like anymore. I'm just doing the thing. And so it's really, again, coming back to that, it's checking in with your spouse, spend, yourself, spending some time. And this isn't woo-woo. This is like, this is the tough conversation, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that most people don't want to go there. They're like, I'm too busy, you know, changing the world to do that. Well, this is where it starts. You want to yep. change the world? You start with you. Lead yourself well. Live mm-hmm. well. Live fully alive. Let the best version of you show up and you'll be able to be far more effective than you ever would by, you know, just working hard. Yeah. Well, and I think that's great, especially when you talk about, you know, the, the, there's a danger in changing the world if you're not 
keyed into yourself. You know, Vladimir Putin's changing the world, but I'm not yep. sure I'd want to want his legacy. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, you could be changing, the, you know, change the world in big ways, but you could be changing the world by dumping lots of CO2 into the atmosphere or by, you know, creating a whole bunch of bro- broken marriages by working your employees to, to exhaustion or yeah. um, changing the world. But Well, there's those unintended consequences mm-hmm. that unless we stop and check in and if we're, if we're actually in integrity and we're on mission and we have a, we have a worthy mission, mm-hmm. you know, based on that the the likelihood of there being unintended consequences is less likely. It's still possible, but it's less likely because we're tuned in mm-hmm. versus being tone deaf and yeah. we're just pushing, you know, it's like pushing through the mud. It's like, you know, spinning your wheels and you're go- and you think you're actually going to get that car out of the mud. You're not because you're actually sinking. It feels mm-hmm. like you're actually doing something, but it's not actually getting you the result that you really want. Absolutely. So, so somebody feels like they may be out of integrity or they're, they're showing the signs that they're, they're exhausted or they're having family challenges or, or whatever, then what can they do? Well, the first thing, obviously, which is always a great solution. Yes. Well, yeah. And sometimes we need to have someone who uh, can be on the outside looking in because we can't see our blind spots, Mm -hmm. you know, inherently our blind spots are in, the blind spot. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, so, but, but that being said, bar, you know, having somebody else obviously uh, to, to uh, point them out and to help you see them, you can sit with yourself. And I, you know, it's funny because I have a lot of high performance entrepreneurs and leaders who I work with. And most of the time, what they'll say to me is, what do I need to do more of? And I said, well, first of all, the, the, the more accurate question might be, what do you need to do less of mm-hmm. so that you can actually tune in and hear the inner dialogue that you can actually stop and check in. So what I encourage people to do is to get quiet, take some time. And I know everybody says, I'm too busy. I don't have time mm-hmm. to take a day off or a couple of days off. I am far too busy, 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 right? Well, uh, that's all the more reason why you need to do it. All right. Mm-hmm. And to spend that time and just turn off the phone, turn off the technology and all that, and just be still and quiet with yourself and start to notice, check in with yourself. Mm. Can you even be present with your own body? I'm not saying you need to do yoga. You just got to, you know, just be present with yourself. Mm -hmm. Check in with the inner dialogue that's going on. What are you saying to yourself? What are you focusing on? What is your state of mind? Tony Robbins talks about the triad. You want to change the experience you have in life. You can, you know, you do three things, change your focus, change your words, change your state. Mm -hmm. And so the focus is what are you focusing on? There's a conversation going on in our head all the time. Well, what is it? Most people don't even know. They're like, oh, I'm, you know, every once in a while I say, no, it's like, it's an ongoing nonstop Mm -hmm. dialogue. You know, and, and so, and a lot of times I find that people who are high performers and or aspiring, what they're, what they're actually trying to do is they're trying to outrun the lie, the fear that they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. So when you notice that and you go, wow, I've got this thing, this dialogue going on my head, you know, wow. Okay. So, you know, and then you start to realize, Hey, maybe I'm not as happy as I pretend to be deep down inside. We know. We mm-hmm. know we're not I'm actually working with a client right now who is a financial advisor and, and um, brilliant guy, very, very successful. 
And I'm encouraging and working with him on trusting his intuition because whenever he actually trusts his intuition, he makes really good decisions. Mm. But when he doesn't trust his intuition, because he's not connected to himself, he's disconnected and he's reacting. Then what happens is, is that he second guesses himself. He doubts, he'll make a decision. He'll wonder if he made the right decision. It's all this uncertainty, this confusion, right? But when he's quiet, when he's trusting his intuition and tuning in so that he can actually even hear it, then he's making wise decisions and he can move forward with confidence rather than delaying it. So just getting quiet, checking with yourself, I would journal. I know some people don't like to journal. Some people love journaling, but a lot of people don't like to journal Mm because it seems like a waste of time. Again, I work with a lot of type A's, right? So Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a waste of time. You know what? It's actually very valuable because what you're doing is you're getting your thoughts onto paper and now you can look at it and you can see what's actually going on. And if you actually allow yourself the time to just write down what's going on, you may be surprised. You know, there's some some well-placed key questions that you ask yourself can open up, uh, it can open up the door to a lot of insight, Mm -hmm. you know? So asking yourself literally, who am I? Who am I? Without all the stuff and all the busyness, who am I? That's huge. All of that. Why am I here? Why am I on this planet? What am, what's my purpose here? Because I believe that every single person, if, if we're, if you're alive and breathing, you still have a purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So what is that purpose and what do you have to offer? What is the value that you bring to the world? Even those, those three questions, what does happiness look like for you? Mm. How, you know, some people say, I'll be happy when it's like, (laughs) well, I asked a a client once and I said to her, I said, should I be happy when I have the relationship and I have this and I have that and all this stuff. And I said, well, what if you could be happy right now? Mm. And she went, I never thought of that. So, well, think about it. It changed everything for her. Yeah. 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 I I think we we fixated the idea that happiness is is a then, not a now. And and once you realize it could be now, it's huge. And and it's it's funny that that having that that time and that space is is very powerful. When I was first sitting at my business, I was driving Uber every weekend. And I was working myself more or less to death because I was working seven days a week. But the three days in the weekend were a forced break because driving Uber is listening to audiobooks, talking to people, having conversations that aren't high pressure, that there's there's no, that basically unless I offend them and they report me, there's no way that conversation goes well or poorly. We're just, we're chatting. Um, and I'd come up with the best ideas and I was out on the road. Uh, and then once the business took off and I started making money and stopped doing it, I I, I kind of had this drive like, oh, I wish I could do that again. And and the other day I went out and I'm like, I'm just going to go out and, you know, Uber again, just see, you know, just, just fun. It's like hanging out, you know, you hang out with people at the party. They're going to bars and stuff. And I came back. I'm like, I felt, I feel rested. And I got to listen to an audio book again and came up with these new ideas because it gave me that space. And, you know, fitting in the type A, but like, well, I want to be working. Well, I'm working. I'm getting paid for it. So it's cool. But it's really a break. And and sometimes you, if you can't give yourself the space, you can trick yourself into getting the space by doing different type of work. Oh, I go for a jog. I'm, I'm working out. That's important. But, you know, having something else to do, just shift shift that space and provide the mental space to, to let hear yourself and come up with those new ideas. And, and well, just, that's changing the state, right? Yeah. So change your focus, change your words, change your state. So mm-hmm. perfect example. Yeah. Change your state. If you're kind of going in that same routine, you're in a rut, then change it up. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. vacations, that's why travel is really expansive for people, mm. right? When they go somewhere and they're like, all of a sudden it's like, wow, just to get out of my city, you know, just yeah. to get out of my town and see a different scenery. It's like, you now have this other stimulation, this other input that's coming in, you yep. know, and, and if it's relaxing, awesome, you know, like you can just enjoy it. That's why even in the shower, if you think about it, some of the best ideas come in the shower oh, or yeah, when you're out walking or you're yeah. jogging or whatever. Why? Because there's actually space in your, mm. in your mind to be able for those ideas to even kind of bubble up to the surface, right? You know, if there's no capacity, look, if I have a, if I have a cup and it's already maxed out, I can't fill anything else in there. Right. And so we have to create capacity. We get to create capacity in our brains for creativity to happen, for inspiration to happen, for clarity to come. Most people, you know, they don't have clarity because they just have crammed their schedule Mm -hmm. so full and they say, I can't understand where to go from here. It's like, you know, if I have a room and my room is full, filled with a whole bunch of crap and stuff and clutter. And there's, there's just too much, even if it's all great stuff, even, but it's all, if it's too much, I'm going to have a hard time thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I can't even, or walking around and maneuvering because I can't even, I can't even find my floor because there's too much, Yeah, you know? So it's, it's kind of the slow down to speed up. In fact, Mm. there was a, years ago, there was a managing partner. I tell this story often because it's so powerful. You know, there's times when you meet people, and I'm sure you've had that experience, when you meet somebody and they say something, and it's like, wow, that just sticks with you for years. So it was about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I was uh, talking to this managing partner of an MGA, um, so mutual fund dealership. They have about 1,400 advisors, you know, very successful individual. And he said, I have this advisor that is – like, so, you know, works harder than anybody else. He's very successful. Um, and yet I told him that if he would just slow down, he would double his business. And so there's this misconception that we have to work harder and longer to be more successful. And what, what I, my have experienced is that when you slow down, you actually then can sharpshoot and you can be mm. highly focused, laser focused rather than broad. And you can just do the things. It's like you then hear the intuition. You hear the 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 inner, you know, conversations for some that are faith-based. Even the Holy Spirit is speaking to them, you know, whatever you call it, universe, speaking to them and saying, do this, do that, do this. And it's like you're you're sharpshooting. And so there's you take it takes less energy. And you achieve more results than you ever would just trying to do it in busy work. And I think that's that's one of the biggest problems right now that entrepreneurs are facing is because they actually equate um, working long and hard with success. That maybe when you're an employee, you trade time for money. The more hours you work, unless you're on salary, of course, the more hours work, the more you get paid. But as an entrepreneur, you don't get paid for hours. You get paid for results. You get paid for effectiveness. And if you can get that done in four hours or six hours, great. Uh, Dan Sullivan, actually, I mentioned him earlier. He talks about unique ability. He also talks about, um, you know, uh, if you have like, if it's because it's this entrepreneurial mindset versus employee mindset. If you have somebody working for you, let's say I know that they had their sales team because they were trying to sell me to get into their programs. Right. And I was talking to one of the salespeople and she said, yeah, we have a, 
we have a quota of, of number of calls and results that we need to, to do each day. But if I get that done by one o'clock, I can go home if I want. Mm. Because it's because they're not paying for her to be there from nine to five. Right. It's a very different mindset. It's subtle, but it's really distinct yep. in the way that you actually approach your. So asking somebody, maybe even asking himself, am I operating as an employee? Mm-hmm. Right. Or am I operating as an entrepreneur? What do I value? Am I valuing time and trading time for money? Or am I valuing results? Am I doing things just to fill my day so I feel productive and I feel um, valuable and necessary, right? Or am I doing things because it's going to get me a result? And I, when I, at one point I looked at my own, like I had checked in with myself and I'm like, hey, how much of what I'm doing is actually just busy work <laughs> versus product, you know, productivity and even more than productivity is efficient right? Mm -hmm. Is efficiency, impact. Am I actually creating an impact with what am I doing? I'm doing all this work. I've got all these things happening, but am I actually creating the impact that I'm really desiring to create? And that's a tough question because sometimes, oftentimes we meet, you know, we find out and we go, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing that I don't need to be doing. Definitely. And then it's learning to say no so that you can have the space so you can take the time off because those t- those free days, those days off, that quiet time is actually um, very, very important. It's a very important part of the process. Um, who was it? I think it was Einstein. There, you know, they talk about how many hours he worked and so forth. But I think it was Einstein. He actually slept a lot too, right? Because he needed to recharge his brain. He needed to mm-hmm. refresh and so forth. And so we we um, we don't allow ourselves that time. And he'll, look, I'm. I have two speeds. I got full blast and stop. So, (laughs) you know, and most of the time it's on full blast. So, but I allow myself, I learned that if I keep going on full blast at some point, I get burned out and it's costly. Burn, burnout is costly. It takes a lot longer to recover from burnout than it does um, to, to just, if you were to maintain, you can, you can get a lot more accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you just, when you, when you slow down just a bit (laughs) for that matter, take, more frequent breaks, you can be clear-headed, you can be focused, and you can get greater results. I love it. This has been some great stuff. Speaking of time, we are running out of ours. Um, But if people want to find more of you and uh, get in touch with you, what is the way they should do that? Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me here today and and asking me to share. So uh, best way that people can reach me is they can go to leadersoftransformation.com. And I also have a podcast on there that talks about my coaching on there and, and a little bit more about um, what I'm about. And if somebody is interested in having a conversation about what their situation is and how they move, navigate forward uh, and, and create better results we've been talking about today or create a life that they uh, feel more uh, inspired by and fulfilled in, then they can go to leadersoftransformation.com uh, forward slash coaching. And there is a link there where they can actually connect to my calendar and schedule a time free time that we can just, we can have a chat. Fantastic. As I was telling you at the beginning, I kind of think of this as almost like an asynchronous networking event. So it's kind of like people can, without having to have that awkward. So what do you do? They can just listen for 27 minutes, learn what you do and say, Oh, I'd like to have a one-to-one with you. And they skip the whole networking event. It just went straight to the one-to-one. So for those of you listening, if you, if you found, what Nicole shared, interesting, inspiring, valuable, by all means, 
Go to leadersoftransformation.com slash coaching and reach out or just check out our podcast at leadersoftransformation.com slash media. So, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been great. It's been a pleasure, Michael. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.